Hey, Sherry, are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, Sherry, how you doing? Good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing great. You hear that sound? You know what that is? I do hear that sound, and I think it's the sound of season seven. You are correct. That is the sound of season seven of This Most Unbelievable Life, the podcast. Woohoo! We've made it seven seasons with our excellent listeners at our side. We appreciate all of the support that we get, and we're looking forward to another great season. Yes, indeed. Let's get on with the show. Good afternoon, Dr. Spiegel. Hello, Dr. Fitzgerald. We just had a chair event. You're in a different chair than you were five minutes ago. I'm so glad you decided to report that to the podcast listeners. Well, this is the great chair event of 2021. Indeed. Walk well, us through what happened. Well, so I have decided that I need a stationary chair for the recording of this podcast. The chairs in the room have wheels on them. Yeah. And I always feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but like I think what it is is that while we're talking, I lean on the table. And what I don't notice is that every time I lean on the table... I push myself back yeah. slightly, and then all of a sudden I feel like I'm... And then you're back here. Yes, I am yeah, back yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. But I think the chairs, the chair that I just rejected is preferable for you, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with the... Yeah, but it also allows room, you to sit... kick back a little. Yeah, because I do like the good lean. You do. You know why I like But then I, these I have chairs? to lean forward when I... Yeah. You can't sit like that while we record. But when we're not recording, I prefer you to be in a chair like that. Because if you're not in a chair like that, you kick it back onto two legs. Uh, I do, don't I? And it makes me nervous. Uh, yeah, there was a kid when I was in uh, elementary school that, that there's a couple of times where it's like, at least once a year, a couple of times a year when a kid would like pull a header backwards from the ch- leaning up on the, in the, and the teacher would be like, don't lean back in your chair. And then you'd be, everybody would be fine. You're doing your math and you hear the last like, crash from the other side. I'm laughing at this because everything seemed to be okay. Uh, but I can imagine it could get hurt that way. There'd be this big crash and somebody would be on the floor because they just went over backwards in their chair. Yep. I remember this <laughs> happening in my Algebra 2 with Trigonometry class I'm not sure why I'm finding this so funny. <laughs> like, well, no one died. Because it, it wasn't me, I guess, and nobody died so mm-hmm. or was injured, but... In your trade class, huh? Uh, yeah. That's all I, well, I, I know who it was, but I, yeah. I won't name him Your on name this nameless, podcast. Right. right. Um, yeah. So, But yeah, so I'm more comfortable in this chair, mostly because I have been told that I am a little fidgety when we record. Who told you that? Uh, I think it might have been you. I think it might have been you. No, I think it was you. Because I do I the, th- hey, do you, are you, do you think you're going to sit like that for the whole podcast? <laughs> Hmm, what should we do with that music now that we've started? What do you think about these chips? <laughs> yeah, I love Just come like, out and say it, Paul. Paul Just would never tell it. me what to do, but he will ask me questions that lean heavily Very towards what he would like. Suggestive yeah, questions. suggestive questions. No, but I think, um, I think one time you said to me, you something, I'm trying to remember how you worded it, but it was basically, you might fidget more than you think you do. Uh, that would have been in question form. Yeah, I'm trying to... How how would that go? How would that go? 
No, um, I think it might have been a statement. What do you think this podcast would be like without so much fidgeting? <laughs> oh, you wouldn't have asked <laughs> that. that. That's that way too. Yeah, yeah, that's way too upfront. You would have been in trouble. That's way too upfront. Yeah, I don't know. I would have been like, I don't know, Paul. Why don't you try not? Fidgeting? So what if I did that though? I mean, what do you? What if I did that though? So it's like I show up, you know, I, I crash your podcast, and I say, "Boy, Sherry, you sure seem kind of fidgety." What do you think the podcast would be like if you were less fidgety? Are you sure you want to be that fidgety? Well, I mean, this is like a hypothetical. Okay, so first of all, you can't crash the podcast because you are co-host. Crashing my... But I think what you're bringing up... Crashing like, my own party. Right? Um, people do this, though, right? Like, they offer insight into what they've observed about you without maybe your uh, request for input. And I've heard... Um, people thinking about this a lot lately, like, well, Mm -hmm. this person said this to me, um, you know, and it's never like, people never complain like, oh, do you know what my student said to me? They told me today that I had the most beautiful handwriting. It's never that, that. right? It's usually like, I did tell someone that the other day though. Did you? I did. Listeners, it was not me because (laughs) that is not true for me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think sometimes, and I don't think it's necessarily because people are terrible like humans, right? But I think sometimes people allow themselves to offer insight or observation into other people that's unsolicited. And who knows why it happens? But it happens, right? So why does it happen? Well, I was going to ask you, I was going to follow up with a question for you. Why do you think that happens? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a good that's a good question i'm gonna reflect this back and say why do you think uh, well, yeah i know what you're saying though because it's like clearly something must be what is what impetus drives the formulation of that thought and puts and what it, goes wrong yeah yeah and, and puts it to a point where it has enough energy to actually like come out of your face yeah out loud to the other person to whom you were referring um, and what do, what do people really think the outcome of that is going to be? It's like, wow, Paul, you're right. I, sh- I am fidgety. I should do that less. I'm going to be less fidgety now. <laughs> it's like, is that how that goes? I've, yeah. never seen it, I've never seen it go that way. Well, and it depends on like what kind of mood I'm in. Because like sometimes people can point out like things about my personality that I don't particularly love. Mm-hmm. And I will respond with, thank you for noticing. Right. Right? Like, I am fidgety. Thank you for noticing. Right, right, right. Um, And in some ways, like, sometimes I mean that. Like, if somebody's paid enough attention to me to know that I fidget, they've paid some serious attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way that I I sort of code this, and I I can say this without giving away anything or tipping my cards. I think you know this. is like... What's going on over there? Are you doing all right? It's like clearly <laughs> I've noticed something is going on over there, but it it do, it's not it doesn't come as an accusation or a suggestion of alternative behavior. No, right? And the, I think that's the yeah. When it is an accusation, um, there's finger pointing. Yeah, and like you circle my face with your finger, yeah, you and you'll say, did "What that is this? Thing? What is this? What is this? What's going on with your face?" Yeah. But it's still, I mean, the, the intention is still... It's still a quest, It's still an open-ended question. Right, which is different than, why are you making that terrible yeah, face? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah. What, what do you think uh, causes that to 
come out of somebody. I mean, you know, full disclaimer, I know for a fact. I can't think of anything specifically, but I I know I must have done this myself. So it's not like I'm making any sort of claim that I've never done this. I know that I have. Yeah. I mean, we all say things and then we're like, ooh, not my finest work. Yeah. Right? Um, I Like, I can think of a time, like, here's one that I still regret, right? This is something. So you. This, this is something, something that you I did, did. and okay. I think it's better to give our own examples than be like, "Here's the sad things that happened to me today." Um, so this is something I still regret. So there was a friend of mine. I like we had a small group of friends. Okay. And um, one of those friends um, was pregnant, and they were going to do like a gender reveal party thing, right? We've heard a lot of those in the news lately, not going as well as. Yes. Maybe we just don't hear about the ones that do go well. Maybe, maybe, yeah. But so there was like, there was like some discussion of that. And so this other friend of mine, um, who's in the same circle, she was like, well, why don't, why didn't they give me the envelope of like, you know, with the information? And then I could tell the, the baker. And without thinking, the words that came out of my mouth were, well, if we gave it to you, we'd all know. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, and so she came to me like the next day and was like, you know, Sherry, I'm just really concerned that you don't find me to be a trustworthy person. Oh yeah. And which is exactly what that would suggest though. And it, so it was like, I, right. I get that. Yeah. It's... Well, and like the thing is, is like this particular person is the kind of person who cares a lot about friends and gets really excited about things. And when those two things happen together, what you find is a person who will spoil the surprise party. Right. Right. Like that's just. And and that's not like necessarily a criticism. It's just like, like if you want me to be a part of a surprise, it's a really good idea not to yes, tell me either. Yeah. Right. You know. So, but yeah. So those words came out of my mouth, and like I feel bad about them. And but like, what was the need in that moment? Like, sometimes it's yeah, like you're trying right. to be funny. Right. Sometimes. Um, it's like a power play or is it a trying to be yeah. funny or Yeah, I mean it, I think it can come from a lot of different places. But these things happen, right? Cuz sometimes it's like it just sort of came out because it was you know, sometimes it seems like I mean it's not hard for me to imagine that it was meant in jest as uh-huh. a humorous thing with the hopes that the other person has enough self-awareness of their own tendencies observed or otherwise to find jocularity in it or to find it you know a little you know healthy ribbing amongst friends you know that's that's fine but sometimes these things do sort of get get through and Mm -hmm. um what when does it what's the what was the except what was the expected well, this is like, what did you think was going to happen? And then the other person's other wasn't thinking anything. Was going, wasn't thinking anything. And then it's, that's where they go. Well, that's where you went wrong. And it's like, yeah. well, what am I supposed to play at this entire conversation before I even start it? Maybe not the worst idea. Not I don't know. Worst. Well, I think there's some question of like, what's the line between ribbing and rubbing? Yeah, right. Right? Like, when does it go sour? And I think that's part of the problem sometimes is like, you think like, oh, it's just... Just a few laughs between friends. And then you notice, oh, it has gone a step too far. Right? Yeah, I've been in that situation before. And for some reason, I'm just picturing myself back in college. And it's like, everything's fun and games, but then somebody says that thing. And then it's like, ooh, and all of a sudden, 
Yeah. It uh, the the tide turns a little bit and the dark clouds start to come in a little. Um, it, I mean, it gets dismissed a lot. Um, I mean, even the description of it is a dismissive one. You know, it just you know, and then the conversation just sort of went too far, and mm-hmm. then it went weird. It's like, yeah, but what actually happened? You know, and that never really sort of gets gets talked about. It gets left at. Um, and they knew that that upset me that time, so I don't know why they brought it up, or oh, they just go too far sometimes, or it's like now you're just being mean, you know. Well, but it, but it always just sort of gets gets sort of paved over a little mm-hmm. bit and 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 moved on with. Not necessarily, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like to fester or anything like that, but I'm 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 sort of less interested in about why the person found it offensive or why the person who was hurt by it was was hurt by it I'm, I'm a little more interested in it's like what like i sort of started it's like what actually made that come out mm-hmm. of someone and what's the what's what's the emotion behind that like really like what is the need that that is that that is in service of yeah see that's interesting because i'm almost i'm less interested in the why people say it and i'm more interested in how people receive like it. Like how it landed. Yeah, and like, because the thing is, is like, you've said things you Wonderful might things. to others, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. You've done that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. once or twice. Uh, today, probably. Yeah. <laughs> maybe even yesterday. Um, and I've done it. I think most people probably have done it. So if we know that that's a thing that people sometimes do, then how do we, as people receiving it, experience it from that place yeah it's um it's it's never i mean there's some statements that i could make that are just like dur obviously you know i mean one can never be sure that the person who's receiving is in the same place as the person who's offering it's like really you know there's a, like a hundred percent guarantee that they're not in the same place right you know and i think if people really knew um the 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 full you know battlefield of where the landmines are in the trenches in the landscape of people's lives i think everybody would probably be a little more careful how they how they spoke right to each other and how they interacted with each other and the energy they brought when interacting with somebody or whether or not they actually did interact with somebody right um and i don't necessarily think that the road to hell is paved with good intentions but i think a lot of times things are offered with the best of in- kind intentions but either the way that they're phrased or the way that they came out or the timing is bad or um, that they just didn't know or weren't aware enough about um, the life of the other person and their and their triggers to to know that that's a that's a, th- a thin ice situation. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you know in these situations, like if you call someone on this or if you are called on it, right? The kinds of responses that people often give are, "Well, I didn't think about it." Like, yeah, what, right. You know, like I wasn't thinking about that. Well, obviously, or I wasn't paying attention. Right. Yeah. And it's so I mean, I think at the some of the things that I think have gotten the most under my skin, if they had been said to me in a different moment, in a different place, in a different tone, by a different person. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been fine. Yeah. And so I think. And what does that tell you? Yeah. I mean, it tells you that 
stuff's a lot more flexible. Context is important. Yeah. Yeah. Context is important. Because so I know like when I share a story where somebody's done something less than awesome and it was directed at me and then someone responds and is like, what were they thinking? Like my response to that is I don't care what they were thinking. Like this is about me now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What is. Okay. So we talked, we talked through this, this setup of this. It's like, so occasionally people come into our lives and they offer things for some reason, which we don't always understand. And they land particular ways for some reasons that we don't understand, (laughs) that we don't understand. In summary, we understand nothing. Yeah. In in summary, we understand nothing. Um, But just, I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be some way kind of through this a little bit, because a lot of times we know that when somebody says something, it is mean spirited. And we know Sometimes that people offer things out of kindness that don't land well. Mm-hmm. And what is the, and I, I don't necessarily claim to know the answer to this at all. It's like, what is the responsibility? So like, I, I think that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think there's a conversation here about how do we make sure that that never happens. And that it's like, I don't think that's a possibility. Yeah. How do you only make people be kind to you always? Yeah. Right. And how do you, how do you make yourself have things always land kindly and it's like i don't think there's a way through either one of those kinds of things so if you're a conscientious uh speaker in that relationship or if you're the conscientious listener or recipient in that what are the ways that when that happens which i think it inevitably will there's the appropriate response at the time that it happens Mm -hmm. and there's an appropriate response moving forward, not guarding against it happening again, but maybe it's just knowing that this is something that can happen and being more attentive to that. And noticing, huh, that, that is happening again. Is it this person or is it me or is it both? And is this something that I should bring up or not? Right. Right. So it's like all of these just sort of seem to be these questions that live in the orbit sort of around this. I mean, that's that's like the calculus of like yeah, navigating right. these situations. Um, and I think so much of this is so contextual. But I, I do think that the starting place is just understanding like this happens. Right. Like because I know in the past, like times that I've struggled with this kind of thing the most is when I would be outraged and I would be like, how could they possibly, who do they think they are? Why would they do this to me? And like all of those are such like personal, like self-narrative focused, like, and if you can pause all of that and realize, hmm, these things happen. Mm -hmm. Like I think that's a good starting place. Um, It's hard to do that in the moment. And then the other thing I would say is that how you respond to it depends on the relationship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if it's a rando at, like, the grocery store, like, move along. Yeah. This person's right. time in your life right. is now right. over. Right? But one of the things I think I've tried to get pretty good about with my closest friends is to tell them, I'm a person who appreciates direct statements. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think we use this with each other. Like, mm-hmm. As a, in the form of a question, right? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like I'll say, Paul, we we do direct statements, right? And that I feel like is it's the a trigger signal. for something's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's a signal. Okay, of let's like, have it. We're what about to go on? into something. Yeah, what's um, going on? But then it, I think it it sets the table for we're about to go through this. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question that you might not like. You know? right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, I think without that statement, if you just come out with a direct statement, yeah, what a it good, can, yeah, it can feel aggressive. Yeah, but depending on that relationship, what a, what a kind thing to offer that is. Mm-hmm. It's like, how much easier would the world be if we made honest statement about how we're thinking about something and the potential of it before we actually said it. Yeah. And I'm trying to do this in a way where it doesn't sound like a prescription on how to live a, maybe I am offering a prescription. <laughs> it's like, maybe I, I am actually doing that, aren't I? Um, yeah, uh, but I mean, based on how that statement might come out, I really don't like that fill in the blank. Right. You know, I really don't like your sweater or I, I think your sweater is fine. Of course, for example, for example, <laughs> um, have you really, you're wearing that color? I mean, there's this kind of this, I would have thought that you would wear this other color on a right. day like this, you know, like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What does that mean? You know, and you can go down this thing. If, if the person who is offering that had, had to formulate a direct statement that they could make before that sentence came out, what would it be? Mm. I'm going to tell you something you're probably not going to like. And it's like, if that's what comes out before you actually offer the question, is it something to say? Or, I mean, and ultimately at the end of it, why do you actually give a shit what sweater I'm I'm wearing? It's like, but that's its own inquiry. That's its own inquiry. It's like, why is this person so concerned about my, my clothing? It's like, what's going on here? And from the recipient side of it, what is what am I learning about how this person is interacting with people right now that that's important to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, because I think when you are coming at it from that kind of angle, you know, part of what you can do is figure out beyond what is said, what is what's happening underneath, right? Yeah. And so I think sometimes, um, and, and this is different, I think, than separating intent from impact. Right, like regardless of intent or impact, like what's really going on here? Right. And you know, wouldn't it be interesting if we in our heads could reframe whatever was said as the direct statement? Right. Um, you know, like I remember when I was a teenager, it's funny how these weird things stick with you. Oh when yeah. I was, when I was a teenager, um, there was this woman who said not woman, she, she was another teenager. Um, so this gal says to me, I really like your eyeshadow it's too bad it clashes with your eyes Mm. like to this day and i'm a person who understands color pretty well i don't understand how that could be true right like so there's no way in which what she was actually offering was um a true color palette critique right she was not saying sherry i would like you to have a better understanding of color like, I think she was saying, I'd like to say something that hurts you right now. Right. And in the, in the way that that comes out, it's an indicator that I understand this more than you do. And therefore, I am superior in some sort of way in this, yeah. in this relationship. I, I don't know. Yeah. Don't and know. so when you can identify like, oh, what's happening here is that there's a person who feels the na- need to assert 
dominance to assert some sort of authority yeah. and then you realize like oh that's what they're doing yeah that's the power play thing that i was kidding it's like is it a yeah. power play is it a yeah. jockey for dominance in a relationship kind of thing right and you know a, a strategy for feeling like there's relevancy mm-hmm. or that they have something to offer that because they don't think that they have anything to, you know it's i mean you could go down a psychological rabbit hole with this yeah you know and and sort of Make, get some insight, but at the same time, almost feel like you're not getting anywhere with it because ultimately at the end of the day, the thing that was said is said and you're stuck with it and you're mm-hmm. still carrying this eyeshadow thing around with you, it sounds like, <laughs> or at least you remember. I don't know if you're carrying it around with you, right? I don't know if it has any emotional, emotional charge yeah. to it still or anything like that. But it, it, it hurts to hear things like that. I mean, yeah. it's not... I mean, it shows up in interesting ways, right? Like every now and then, um, like when I'm putting my eyeshadow on, like I'll come out of the bathroom and like... Like, that's what I'll be thinking. Like, and I'll think of it in like a joking way to me. Right. Like, I'll look at my eyeshadow and be like, oh, nice job putting that on. And then I'll think in my head, too bad it clashes with your eyes. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's silly. But I think that's also one way that I kind of de weaponize it. It's just yeah. like, right. too bad you're screwing it up. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't and know. And what are you going to do, you know, what, 20 years later? You're going to call this person and say, you know, that time when you said that, that was some bullshit right there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So what is a, so should it, should it happen and something is said and it ends up being hurtful no matter how it was intended, uh, when do we know when it's time to actually act on uh, some redress on that with, with someone, do you think? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the question of like, well, what's to be done? Yeah, what's to be done? Um, and it's to funny because it up or not. we yeah. talked through, we talked with a number of different people today together. Yeah. And there were two occasions in right. which you diagnosed and you yeah. said to those people, you know what I suggest you do? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I think for a, a lot of these situations, the thing to be done is nothing. Um. But how do you, yeah, so look at me throwing the question back to you. So how do you know when the thing to be done is nothing and when the thing to be done is something? Yeah. I think, well, the the question sometimes that gets asked is, why didn't you just bring it up at the time? And it's like, I think anybody who has really been in that situation, it's like when you're with a friend or with a colleague or with an acquaintance and somebody says something shitty, the amount of autonomy awareness courage i mean it's it's you know everything that we try to do at our best selves all of a sudden would be required to operate in, in the speed of light to a point where you can immediately wow that really didn't land very well hmm mm-hmm. that's a little bit i'm finding that a little bit hurtful why would you say something like that or could you walk me through that offering i mean it's 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 so shocking sometimes when it happens that it's like you're you're left so uh, un- uh, unguarded mm-hmm. by it that you don't really realize oftentimes how hurtful it was until like the next day mm-hmm. or week even. You know, I think being able to really diagnose something like that that is said yeah, that is so surprising is being so un- unkind or hurtful or actually, wow, they're my Because fr- it's like there's a reconciliation involved mm-hmm. with, wow, this person is my friend, but then why would they say something like that? And it's like, is it my fault for taking it this way because my friend wouldn't want to hurt me? You know? So yeah. there's this whole reconciliation that happens. It is very confusing. Right. And I think th- for me, it's like the time to bring that up comes where if it's been like a week and I'm still questioning 
that it's like you know what I'm just gonna quit chewing all this and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bring it up and one of three things will happen hmm. it'll get better it'll get worse or nothing will happen if I if I bring it up it's like I'll get clarity or I won't or it'll be the same as <laughs> yeah you know or or I'll make it something worse. will happen something will happen one way or another but the something something will happen can be no matter how the something is can be better than it's staying the way that it is. So yeah. it gets back to what I always say that I've heard. I mean, this is not uh, vintage Paulism. Others have said this many times, right? When the when the discomfort of, you know, of of staying the way that it is and not addressing it is is greater than the discomfort of bringing it up and talking to somebody. Then it's time to act on it. But mm-hmm. it's like if a week goes by and I'm still chewing on this and kicking, why would they say that? You know, it's like you know yeah. what, this is stupid. Why am I? Why am I? I can guarantee they are not thinking about this. Yeah. And I can, so why am I? I'm just, it's like, I'm just going to bring it up. Well, I think that, that, yeah, I think I might see it similarly. And I think one of the ways I would phrase it is like, I, I think it's important to pay attention to the story we tell about the situation and how much power we give it. Right. And so if you tell a story to yourself about the situation of like, huh, that was weird. That person said that. Curious. Right? Like that story doesn't have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And so probably a week goes on and that story is going to dwindle. But if you tell a story about it and it's like, huh, my friend said this and it must be because they think this and this person therefore believes this about me and maybe this is true about me. Like all of a sudden that storytelling, like that story has power and it starts to grow. Um, there was a time recently when I was in a meeting with a bunch of people and in the meeting, somebody advocated for a particular way of navigating a Mm -hmm. situation because of the more aggressive members of the group. And like, I got off the call and I was so uncomfortable with that because I see myself as one of the more aggressive members of the group. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. Right. And so it kept eating at me. And so like the story grew and it went from, huh, this person has this point of view to this person believes this about me and believes Mm. I should do this and blah, blah, blah. And so the more the story grew, the more I was like, nope. The fish you caught just keeps getting bigger, doesn't it? It (laughs) sure does. So then I wrote to the person. I was like, hey, so this thing happened. You said this. Here's what I'm thinking. Um, You know, if I've behaved in this particular way that is a problem for you please talk to me about it let's let's talk yeah, through let's it check through this. and then the person wrote back and was like oh my comment about the aggressive people was about me not you mm. i think you're very like accommodating and i was like oh but it just so happened to be that we both see the world we both see ourselves in that same light. yeah right but the story right, right, right. i was telling had so much power yeah that i had to address it Otherwise, yeah, I'd right. still be sitting here thinking, yeah. that dude thinks I'm aggressive. Yeah, and it's like, I, I don't, I, I use the words that I use upon my own self-evaluation. I wouldn't ever suggest anyone else use this, these words. Mm. when re, It's like, intriguing. this is stupid. Why am I doing this? This is stupid. Why the hell mm. am I doing this? Like, it's like, I would never. Okay, so everyone, when this happens, ask yourself why it, <laughs> why you're so stupid and why it's like I would never suggest that those are sort of these words that go through my own head it's like this is dumb why am I I'm not saying I'm dumb it's like why am I waiting so long why, why don't I just I'm you know I'm just gonna just gonna do this and it's like it for some reason I, I have a hard time doing it uh getting myself 
to when it when it's actually time to, to kind of bring this up, this kind of stuff up. When you kind, do get there, you kind of blurt it out. Yeah, it's like I don't know why it's I I, I don't I can't be kind and compassionate to myself when I do it because it's always like this is just so dumb yeah. and it, it becomes an, an act of outright rebellion. It's like I'm gonna march into their office and I'm gonna blah blah blah, but it, it never ends up going that way. But it has happened before where it's like you know I'm gonna bring this up and I'm gonna figure out what's going on because yeah. What I find is that if, if I'm left in a place of not being sure, then my brain and its natural tendency to find danger, not because it's my brain in particular, but because it's a human one, mm-hmm. and that's what human brains do, will spin out the most contrarian conspiracy of, you know, ridiculousness that it ever possibly will. So it's like it's it's the kindest thing to do is say, let's have this conversation again. Mm-hmm. What... Uh, Let's go through this again and make sure that I'm getting it the right way. Can we do? Yeah. Can we? Can we try to resurrect this conversation and see how it went? Yeah, and I think the other part in that, like recognizing that, like the brain has discovered danger. The other part of it is, you know, assessing the situation for actual danger. Yeah. Um, is it story based danger or is it like? And sometimes for me, that's that's where some real comfort lies is like my body is activated in a way that tells me I'm in danger. Yeah. I feel threatened because somebody said something, but my brain doesn't know that it's a human has said something. Right. My brain's just like danger, danger. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, one of the things that's really helpful is just like scanning the environment and being like, Hmm, we feel danger. What around us is actually dangerous. Yeah. Um, and is this story actually dangerous to us? Like, yeah. so like, so what if this person thinks I'm a little aggressive? Well, it might mean he's a pretty good handle on how I act a lot of times. Right. (laughs) Right. I don't know, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. there have been times when I think you and I have both been particularly, I don't know if it's times that we've been sensitive to it or times where it, it happened a couple of on a couple of occurrences, so it's in the forefront of our mind. But we came up with this phrase: the what is it? The uh, the suggestion box is closed, or mm-hmm. the um, we are not currently taking feedback at this time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I found that um, that is is a wonderful phrase. So, you know, hey, Sherry, you know, I see that. You know, have you ever thought about? I'm trying to come up with a <laughs> the spot. Um, <laughs> Paul is skating on thin ice here. I see the color of the of your glasses on your head. Have you considered a different color? <laughs> and you would say something like, "No, I haven't, yeah. and I'm no longer." Well, no. So <laughs> I think the uh, I'm trying to think of like what a good response to that actual yeah. phrase is, but because you phrased it in such non-human language, yeah, it's I hard know. for it's me hard to, to volley it's like, back. What did he even ask? I think you have to say you have to say it in real human language, understanding that I am not presently going to take offense to it, yeah. because we both know the color of my glasses is fantastic. It's blue, right? It's the same color as yours. Yeah, little, we yeah, basically kind of have it's the same dark, glasses. Yeah. It's like ah, Sherry, I see your glasses are blue. Have you thought about green? Does that work? Yeah, I think that works. Um, Does that trigger anger and shock and surprise? <laughs> Well, so it's so fun. I think we're bad at this example because yeah. like my first ex- my first response is Paul loves the color blue, but he likes green better. So this makes sense. Yeah, right. right? Um, but I think if somebody asked me that, see, this is hard because this is actually something I think I struggle with. Like mm. I 
even though I want to be a person for whom the suggestions box is closed, I find more often than not, I keep my suggestions box open because I don't feel entitled to close it. Oh, interesting. So I'm trying, yeah, like, I'm literally trying to think right now. Like, my impulse of how I would respond to that is, oh, yeah, you know, I should consider green. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Um, I, so I want to try again. How would I actually respond to that? You don't have to sit and wait with me. I'm okay. trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to like Paul's like, yes, go on. Um, how would you respond to it? Paul, I see you have blue glasses. Have you considered green? For me or for you? For you. Oh, because I would think you were talking about you because, I, you know, I like blue. I mean, I'm sure I tried green. Notice how blue. he deflected. Yeah, I totally deflect. Mm, I totally deflected. Yeah, I totally deflected. And for I me mean, or for you? That's a good... That's actually a really good response. Yeah. Isn't it? It's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. You know, but I mean, so within this interaction, there seems to me um, when something like that is offered, there are some absolute positive non-negotiables, right? Um, anything, and, you know, I have a 50-year relationship with doubt, hmm. you know, as I, I think, I only think that's because one I, I, one thing happened a long time ago mm -hmm. that gave me this 50-year relationship with doubt. I was born onto this earth as a human. Therefore, I have a 50-year relationship with doubt. Are you sure you're you know? human? Oh, my God. Maybe mm. I have a, no, I have a 51-year-old relationship <laughs> with doubt. And I'm not even 51. Um, any Anything that someone says that causes me to, to doubt um, or second guess or... I'm just trying to say this. Reconsider a decision that I've already made that is as trivial as what color my glasses are. It's like, no, we're not. You know, I get other shit to spend my time on than worrying about what you think the color of my glasses are. You know, and the um, the safest way to get out of that one is bounce back or, re or, or redirect. Or I could just say, yes, I have thought about green. Curious. What makes you ask? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, uh, no reason, uh, you know, and watch the discomfort rising of the person, which is not necessarily, you know, the objective is not to make the other person uncomfortable for asking, but it might trigger um, a little bit of inquiry as to why they asked in the first place. Well, you know, if or, they say, well, I know you like green. I was like, oh, cool. And, you know, if, if what comes out is a compassionate curiosity, it's like, great. Yeah, that's a good question. Then, yeah, you know, I'll try it out. Let's go find out. But sometimes the response isn't like isn't true curiosity no, sometimes it's, it's like hey paul have you considered green no why do you ask and then the answer is well based upon yeah. you know the color of your eyes i think blah 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 right like i think i think part of this is coming to me like i i used to have this conversation with my therapist about the fact that i when i needed to make a decision one of the things I would do is I would go around and I would talk to everyone in my life about the situation and I would get everybody's advice and then I would feel resentment because no one understood me because no one gave me the advice that I wanted. Right. And right, so right, my right, therapist right, right. suggested to me that I didn't really want advice. I wanted empathy. Right. right? And so one thing that I found is I've been so long in a pattern of going and asking for advice that now when I get it, and I haven't asked for it, I get super resentful. Mm, but mm. I think people offer advice like, 
all the time. Like they're doing the world a damn favor. Yeah. like By offering it. Because, you know? yeah. And so I start to think like, if I don't have a problem to present for someone to solve, like what would they even talk to me about? Yeah. Right? Like it's like, what do real humans talk about? The when... only way that I can express my value is by offering advice unsolicited to anyone who yeah. is within earshot kind of, right? Yeah. Uh, do you experience that? Like, do yeah. people offer you yeah. advice? Uh, not since I started asking why they ask. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't get that much advice these days. And I, I don't know if that's because I really am as insignificant as I thought I was, which might be true. Or um, people know I that reject I can get that anywhere. Premise? Yeah, I do too. I do too. But I... You are both insignificant I, and significant. I, the, the, I think the people that know me know that they don't need to offer it if if i don't ask for it but if if i if i am looking for it i will ask yeah you know people who i don't know very well i don't think do for reasons which i don't understand but do people offer you you advice a lot oh all the time i most responded to that with such enthusiasm that you would have had it to edit the podcast yeah um I, th I think when it's offered, you know, the, yeah, I, I am. It, it's usually, however, in the context of like an administrative job related thing. It's like you might consider doing this thing because it would be really beneficial for the whatever committee if you did that. And it's like, yeah, I'll think about it. Yeah. Um, do you need an answer today? And then I go, I go back to the check down of, do you need an answer today? Cause if you need an answer today, I can't, but let me sleep on it and I might, and I'll get back to you later if I can. Right. So it's like a, give myself yeah. some ways out which are honest ways out um this is the how to say no conversation yeah. <laughs> how to say you know but there there is room for yeses but uh, about like personal stuff not really yeah not really you know um now it's like maybe i don't have that many people in my life <laughs> no, that's not a bad thing either maybe um, you have a curated selection of humans yeah that contribute to your life in meaningful ways yeah 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 yeah, I don't know. It's um, I don't think I get offered as much advice as I used to, hmm. um, and I think part of it is because I've just changed how I navigate the world. Yeah, like right. I, that makes a difference. It does it makes a huge difference. Yeah, like if I'm trying to make a decision right now, like uh, the number of people I talk to about it are usually um, up to but not over three, hmm. and. Um, I've tried this new thing where the first person I talk to about things I'm trying to decide is myself. Mm. And she doesn't always give kind advice, but. Yeah, I was going to say, I give myself advice all the time. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it's, I don't think I've really ever offered myself mean, mean spirited. Well, that's not true. Um, I think when it comes to how you talk to yourself about Pringles, I yeah, think it is mean. Yeah, I know. I know. I was just thinking about that too. It's like when it comes to food in the car, then it's not that hot. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, but that's a relationship I think I understand. So it's right. like it's but so it's like uh, 
But this this is it. I mean, when we when we hear somebody offering us unsolicited advice that is not positive, and we've diagnosed it accurately as such that it's like it's really just being mean spirited. You know, either the, the what makes you ask is a very clarifying question to ask. Either they will respond in a way that lets you know that they really are curious and it's an innocent question and they really are looking at it curiosity. And so maybe it landed in a weird way for you, but you know, I did a little more deep digging and I found out that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it wasn't anything mean spirited. And that uh, maybe that's something for me to think about why that landed in such a weird way. That might be thanking them for showing me what some of my own work to do might be. Yeah. You know, however, what makes you ask? It's like, because that looks awful on your face. If that's the response, it's like, okay, now we have a different conversation going on here. Yeah. Um, And the thing that I do that I find to be most compassionate to myself and to them at the time is recognizing that what they're saying is a reflection of their own pain and their own suffering and their own struggle Mm -hmm. in this world. And um, that helps me foster some compassion for them along the way. Yeah. Which for me sometimes is the only way through. I think for for a lot of us, that's the only way through. Yeah. But, you know, the last thing I'm going to do is start a fight, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm just not that kind of guy and I don't want to live a life that way. Um, so as much compassion as I can muster on the spot for somebody who's having a hard time, regardless of who they're taking it out on, me or someone else, mm-hmm. um, I think that's only a good thing. That's not to say you deserve abuse. Right. Right. So there comes a point where it's like, if this is some recurring shit and it keeps coming up, you totally reserve the right to cut this off. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you know what? I'm hearing a lot of stuff when we get together and talk that uh, is landing in some pretty weird ways for me that are pretty uncomfortable. So uh, I'm going to take a break for a bit. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes that's the most compassionate thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, yeah, because ultimately compassion for self trumps everything. Yeah, which doesn't, and we've ran into a couple of definitions of compassion recently. Some bullshit definitions of compassion. Yes, so I think it's important that we point out, like, we've ran into some compassion definitions that seem to imply that compassion is giving all of yourself all the time, and we would like to offer that that's bullshit. That's not, that's not what we do. Um, No, it is not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the word translated compassion is like suffering together, mm-hmm. you know, together, together, feeling feeling suffering together or empathizing with with the, the struggle and the suffering of others. And it's not a it's not a call to action, but it can be. I just had like a moment, like a real saw moment that. here. You I saw, saw it. Like, yeah, if you had wheels on your chair, you would have reeled back like five feet. I would have. But because your chair is static. Ah, I stayed right here. I stayed right there. Yeah, okay. So if compassion is suffering with others, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, the the feeling of... Yeah, being in it with each other, right? So what if sometimes these mean-spirited things that people offer to one another are because what they're really looking for is compassion, but they don't see the person they're talking to demonstrating suffering, so the only way they know to bring them into yeah. a moment of compassion, a moment where the suffering is shared, is by offering By something. giving them the suffering. Yeah. I'll, show you, I'll give you something to suffer about, you know. Right. Like, I mean, how how much, how often do we see this happen? Like, what are you so happy about? Yeah, right? the like, misery loves company. Yeah. Right? Well, that's that's the phrase that came to my mind. And yeah. then I was like, oh, crap. This, this, I mean, not, maybe not all the time, but like, um. I, you know, I'm looking for compassion because I'm suffering. I don't know how to get it. I don't feel like I can vulnerably open up with what's really going on here. So if I can give this person something to, something to 
not feel great about, at least we'll be in it together. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're the same thing or not. Yeah. But the feeling, because the feeling, but the feeling is shared. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, maybe, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, it tracks for. I believe it. Like I, I notice that if I pay careful attention to how I move about the world and the moments where I can see myself exhibiting the patterns that, that don't end well, hmm. right? Like I know, I know that when I feel unsafe, hmm. the way that I go about trying to reestablish safety is not always constructive to my relationships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So if I know that, then I can navigate that. Um, and, you know, so I think part of this is like just trying to get really honest with yourself about like what's actually happening. Yeah, right. Right. And that's where, you know, surprise podcast listeners, you know, meditation practice. Can doesn't be, hurt. Doesn't hurt, right? And it it's not, you know... I'm going to get rid of stress and, you know, live a carefree life and gallivant around without a care in the world. It's what am I feeling right now and how do I relate to that? It's getting in touch with what's actually happening in us right now. Yeah. And really taking a minute to pay attention yeah. to, what, to what that is. And it's like just doing that, oh boy, that's a game changer, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's like, well, how can, the, how can I express myself without hurting others? How can I express myself without hurting myself? Um, what's the kindest way, you know, to ask for help? What's the, I mean, there, I mean, once, once that awareness kicks in a whole new uncharted avenue of how to interact with people mm-hmm. opens up where nobody gets hurt mm-hmm. and everybody gets not necessarily what they want, but maybe closer to what they need yeah. or to at least being heard or at least empathy for, for what's happening. Um, which might be all that's needed or it might not. It sort of depends. Right. You know, but the uncontrolled lash out, passive aggressive lash out is not the road. Yeah. Uh, that's going to produce lasting positive net benefits in your life or the life of the person mm-hmm. you are lashing out to. How can I say this as kindly as I can? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the Buddha says, uh, why speech? Mm-hmm. Why speech is important, right? Um, pay attention to what comes out of your face. Yeah. Um, and the spirit of what comes out of your face and the nature of what comes out of your face. And part of this might include how might what I say land with the person who's in front of me. And is that in, is, is it worth saying? Mm-hmm. Is it in their best interest this is my best interest to say it why do we even care what color this person's sweater you know um well and that's the other thing i would offer is so pay attention to what comes out of your mouth absolutely also don't accept everything that's offered to you yeah for sure for sure because not all of it's for you right like thank you for offering that i'm gonna hand this back to you yeah yeah that sounds like let it's you hang more on to this. Yeah. this for me. Let you hang on to this for a little bit longer. And if it still feels like something that you'd like to offer, uh, we can have a conversation about how to do that yeah. in a way that is kinder to me later on. Or right. And to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What a, it's not a straightforward. That's a great question, Sherry. Here's the answer. Thanks, listeners. Right. It's like, no, it's it's complicated because it's like the the odds of it happening are... 100% yes. that you will say something <laughs> that doesn't land well with somebody else completely innocently. And we all say dumb shit that we regret. Yep. Innocently and not innocently. 
Yeah. Well, and like, yeah, because we're not always all at our best selves. No, we're not. And we're not. words are hard. We rely on grace a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. We rely mm-hmm. on grace. I think so, too. Forgiveness is a thing. Yep. Um, we're all doing the best we can to we get are. our needs met. We are. We are. And um, I think direct statements are a gift that we give to everyone. Yes. It's not easy, though. And as a direct statement, I think we should wrap up this podcast. Wrapping it up. So that we can attend to the things we have on our schedule this afternoon. Let's do so. This was a good one, though. It was a good one. It's complicated. I mean, it we is. We might circle back on this one later on. I love a podcast where we're not like, listen here, listener. We figured it all out, which is basically the last 90. The answer is five, just so you know, right? The answer um, is 42. 42. And the... Color is green. And mm-hmm. the <laughs> and if you're wondering, listener, yeah. the glasses you should get are green. Green, right. Um, I used to have green glasses. Well, I had the, they were blue, but they were green on the inside of the... Remember <gasps> yep. those? I remember do. Those? I those? do. I like those because like, they were green to me, but they were blue to other people. And it was my little secret, except if you looked at me from the side, in which case you could see some of the green. And because I've given Paul a lot of side eye in my life, yeah. I knew yeah. his yep. secret. Yep, yep, yep. Those were nice um, glasses. I liked those. I'm trying to remember if I've ever had a pair of green glasses. And I think the answer is no. Yeah. Because redheads do not need yeah. anything green on their face. That's correct. Uh, although I do have greenish eyes, whatever. Anyway, um, I've always been afraid of looking like a actual carrot. Yes, but if you are redhead and you are wearing green, that's fine too. That is also fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah, that's my issue, yeah, that's not weird. the yeah. listeners. Right. So, right, right, right. gingers wear whatever the hell you want. Well, I, don't, I can't wear orange because it makes me look orange because I'm already a little orange. What's funny is one day, years ago, I saw... Like the weirdest thing I saw, like across campus, basically, a man that looked just like you, Ooh. but he was wearing orange. Robert Redford, perhaps, and Brad a Pitt. black bucket hat. It was the weirdest thing. It is weird. For some reason, I happen to remember that it was Valentine's Day of two thousand twenty. Mm. That was a weird day. It is a weird day. Yeah, I just remember because I went out to lunch uh, with my friend Sarah for Valentine. Mm. Times. Mm, nice. And then I was describing, I was like, I'm pretty sure I just saw Paul in orange and I don't no, think that can, no, no, yeah. that wouldn't happen. Um, but I mean, if somebody ever did come up to me when I was wearing orange for whatever reason that might be, they might ask, hmm, orange, huh? Do you think that's the best, uh, the best look for you right now? And I would say, you know what? You're right. Thank you for offering that. I know that it's not. Um, but then I was wondering why they're even taking it upon themselves to tell me that. that I think most likely the only thing, if you were wearing orange, um, I think people might just say to you, huh, I've never seen you wear orange. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the next episode is going to be kind ways of saying offensive things, right, to people. So stay tuned for that one. (laughs) How how to tell people, yeah. Mm. I don't like what you're doing, and this is why, and this is what I think you should do about it. Change your life. You know, that's the appropriate time to cut these people from your lives as quickly as possible because they're not looking out for you. So there it is. There it is. Thanks everybody. See you, Sherry. See you, Paul. Peace. Bye. Bye. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.
and Sherry have a Bold podcast. Sherry podcast. Yes. 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 Cool.